Welcome to Facts Roundtable, a podcast dedicated to navigating life with food allergies across the lifespan. Presented in a welcoming format with interviews and open discussions, each episode will explore a specific topic, leaving you with the facts to know or use. Information presented via this podcast is educational and not intended to provide individual medical advice. Please consult with your personal board-certified allergist or healthcare providers for advice specific to your situation. Hi, everyone. I'm Caroline Mawasasi, and I am your host for the Fact Roundtable podcast. I am a food allergy parent, advocate, and the founder of the Grateful Foodie blog, and I am Fact's Vice President of Community Relations. We said goodbye to 2021, and now we're looking forward to a fresh new year with FACT's president, CEO, and founder, Eleanor Garrow Holding, who will discuss with us today wonderful accomplishments and new programs that were started in 2021 and what to expect looking forward at 2022. Plus, we're going to talk about how FACT can help serve you better. Before we start today, I just want to take a moment and thank the National Peanut Board for their kind sponsorship of today's show and for all of their support over the years. Welcome, Eleanor, to Facts Roundtable podcast. It is always a joy to have you on the show and to just talk to us and let us know what's going on. Hi, Caroline. I'm so happy to be here. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to everyone. I can't believe we are already in 2022. What a year I'm hoping for. We're going to set ourselves up for a great year. I know it. I just feel it in my bones. Yes. But before we start, can you share with listeners how you became involved with the food allergy community and actually why you even founded FACT? We are in our ninth year of FACT, which is amazing. The reason I founded FACT was because at the time, I was hearing from so many families and individuals in the food allergy community, within industry, the medical community, to focus on the need for education, advocacy, and awareness, and really on the ground, grassroots resources that families needed and wanted, the day-to-day support that is needed. After a few months of talking about it, thinking about it with my family, I decided to launch a new organization, the Food Allergy and Anaphylaxis Connection Team, known as FACT, after getting everyone to sign on for the Medical Advisory Board, Board of Directors, and all of that. So it was really a labor of love bringing everybody together to form a new organization and focusing on, like I said, the education, advocacy, and awareness, school education, restaurant education, newly diagnosed information for families who feel so alone when they are first diagnosed, especially if they don't have any education or are aware of food allergies and anaphylaxis. So really providing the resources for them, along with parents, caregivers, grandparents, along the way as well. Also really focusing on the awareness and offering programs for children, teens, adults, parents, along with support group leaders and focusing on support group development across the country because they really are key to our messaging 
fax messaging our resources and our programs to their communities, to their members, their families, their local school districts, their local board certified allergists and pediatricians. So really getting the support and awareness out there for the entire community was so important to all of us involved with the launch of FACT. Civil rights was another one. That was a huge pillar that was important for us because so many families don't know what the laws are or what their rights are when their children reach school age. And so we wanted to be able to provide that service and guidance to families, complimentary, no charge to them. Because as you and I both know, when you're newly diagnosed and the years to come, so many of our families are single income families. And they can't afford the legal fees to get that legal expert advice of accommodations in schools and what's going to keep their child safe and alive at school. Being able to provide that service was really important for us. And we've been really proud that we've been able to do that for the last eight to nine years with FACT. With getting FACT launched, everyone has a personal connection as well as my son, Thomas, who is now... 18, was diagnosed at 19 months of age with food allergies to peanuts, tree nuts, and later sesame, and then eosinophilic esophagitis and asthma at age three. And then his triggers for the EOE were milk and wheat. Through the years, he's outgrown some allergies. He's in remission for EOE as well. He's very well managed with his asthma. So right now, we're just avoiding tree nuts. But Through those years, I did so much volunteer work and education for myself and my family that I really found a passion in this world of allergy and immunology. It helped that I had a healthcare background as well. And really providing services and resources and programs for Thomas and Anne and all the other families that need those resources was really important to me. Everyone, of course, like I said, has a personal connection that's involved with FACT, and it's a family. As you know, Caroline, and everyone who's involved with FACT, when you come to any of our programs and events, you leave like you have just met lifelong friends that will be lifelong friends for sure. And it's a reunion every year when we are able to get back together in a non-COVID world. We are a family. I can't say anything else for a fact that could mean anything more than being family. You summed it up perfectly. After every fact event, I walk away with stronger relationships and new relationships. And you're right. These people have been in my life ever since then. And even my kids, when they have met people at these events, you summed it up beautifully. Since the pandemic hit in 2020, many companies and organizations really needed to pivot and reorganize. So looking back, how has the pandemic impacted FACT? Well, we definitely pivoted in many ways that I never thought we would ever have to, as most of the world. I know in years prior, families and even support group leaders asked Will you offer virtual options because we can't travel for this event or the support group leadership summit, things like that? And I always said, no, everything's always in person. Then COVID hit and boy, did we all learn how to shift and really learn to live in a virtual world. Never, ever thought we would have to do that. And now we're going into our third year of COVID 
And who would have thought we were going to still be managing and living through a pandemic in the third year? So we obviously offered all of our programs virtually the last two years. Our Camp Tag program was virtual summer of 2020 and 21, and also in the winters of 2020 and 2021, because we still had families who weren't traveling and wanted something for their kids and teens to do between Christmas and New Year's. Offering virtual options was a huge success. I never really thought going into summer of 2020 when we decided to do virtual camp tag that people would actually register. I didn't think it would be very popular because everybody loves to be in person for camp. And I was absolutely amazed with the outcome of how many families were so appreciative and thankful and excited to be able to have something to offer their kids and teens because teens can volunteer as teen counselors and be role models and mentors to the young campers. With all four virtual camps, Caroline, we have reached almost 400 families that have never been involved with FACT before until we offered the virtual option. That was telling. And the need is there across the country, including Canada. We have families from Canada that joined us virtually as well. We have families who join us from Canada too when we're in person. But it was amazing to see the reach we were able to have by moving programs to a virtual platform. Our fall summits that usually happen over the one-week time frame too. Our two-day food industry and research summit, our two-day leadership summit with support group leaders from across the country, and then our teen retreat program. We did offer the food industry and research summit and the leadership summit virtually in 2020 and 21. We did not do the teen retreat either year. The need really wasn't there for the teens to engage them to participate in a weekend virtual event. We did some other activities with the teens instead with very short virtual workshops and things like that that worked out well. We were able to successfully have the virtual Food Industry and Research Summit and Leadership Summit. And we even reached more people that way as well that can't travel or have restricted travel budgets, especially those with government agencies for our food industry and research summit. We were able to get so many more individuals from the FDA and USDA and some other government agencies to join us online because normally only one to two attendees come from those agencies. And so having that reach to more was really great for us. It was a benefit for everybody. Then we also of course, started the podcast with you as the host. We wanted to be able to reach families and individuals and within industry, we wanted to stay connected to everyone because we knew it was going to be a while before we would be in person again. And we have been so successful with the podcast that this is our 100th episode, by the way. I'm so excited to share that, that we are in episode 100, and we have such great topics and wonderful guest speakers with just an array of different topics from families, parents, teens, 
industry, medical advisors, experts in the space, civil rights in schools, treatment options. We have so many topics that you can choose from. If you don't follow our podcast and subscribe to it, please do, because there's a wealth of information on there. And we keep them short and sweet, 15 to 20 minutes to keep everyone engaged. And we do have some that are longer, of course, depending on the topic. But really, it's just a wealth of information. If you haven't listened to any of them, please take time and listen to the ones that interest you. So those are different ways we pivoted with virtual programs and the podcasts and just really working on new resources and downloadable resources. Everything's free on our website to download guides, programs, what have you, and really being able to provide more resources during this time as well, especially in our Behavioral Health Resource Center. You know, I think the silver lining of the pandemic has been access. Because we've turned virtual now, people who live maybe just far out in the country, you know, I live in Nevada and I have lots of friends who are just hours from a big city and hours from an airport who have now been able to participate in things. So I really think there's been just a virtual silver lining. Now, diving a little deeper, can you share with listeners what new programs and resources were launched in 2021? You already mentioned a few. A few things. We partnered with Menu Trinfo with their Aller Train University programs, which are training programs for food service and dining service divisions at colleges and universities. So we're really proud to partner with Menu Trinfo on that food allergy and anaphylaxis training portion of the programs. And looking forward to do more with them as well each year to come. So we're really proud of our partnership with them. We also partnered with the Medic Alert Foundation in 2020 for food allergy and anaphylaxis education resources, discounts on their membership and product orders as well. Also working with them on different customer service training for their staff on food allergy and anaphylaxis, along with different education webinars. We've already done a few webinars with them, myself and Dr. Mustafa from our medical advisory board. So working on different education projects with them, which has been really exciting. We also, in May of last year, to kick off Food Allergy Awareness Month, we launched our new college resource center on our website in the Education Resource Center. And that has been so well received. It was definitely a labor of love and team effort. Caroline, you were a huge part of that. I can't thank you enough. The Resource Center is just amazing with all the different sections. There's a parent section and a separate student section. Each one includes information with downloadable resources on getting started. And once you're admitted, Also, when it's time to move in, be move-in ready. There's resources for the commuter student because they might commute to college or they might be in community college and not traditional college. So we have resources for that area as well, along with those who might be going to trade school. Like I said, traditional college isn't for everybody. So we wanted to cover all the different areas that could affect the different students and their families to make sure they have all the resources that they need. We also have resources on dining and food services, legal considerations, behavioral health. There's also eating, cooking, and shopping resources on there. There's how-to conversations. That section is really 
the different how-to conversations for the students to have, whether it's with their resident assistant, their roommates, their friends, a significant other, how to talk to the dining hall about your food allergies. So great resources in that section too for students. And then there's also a high school to workforce because some might not even go on to college, trade school, community college. So we wanted to provide resources for those going right into the workforce as well. So we're really proud of the College Resource Center. Like I said, it's been super well received. Everyone loves all the resources and we are continuing to add to that this year as well. So stay tuned because we have many more resources coming for that center. Also with civil rights advocacy, I would say with COVID, we've definitely been very busy in that area with accommodations in schools, especially with having meals back in the classrooms for some schools, really diving in with families and making sure that their students are accommodated and safe at school has been a lot the last two years. Since we have launched FACT, we have assisted over 6,000 families, which is huge. It's amazing. And to be able to provide that service as a complimentary service, we are very proud of that as well. Well, those are just some of the accomplishments I would say we've accomplished over the last few years. Of course, I'm just very proud of everything we do. I'm so proud of our team and our medical advisory board and board of directors. I just couldn't ask for a better team to represent FACT. Well, I'm super biased, but I have to say the passion, I think, increased. I think when we had to make that pivot, everyone's passion just got even bigger and our commitment to just moving forward just got even stronger and tighter. And we just really came together in such a great way. And honestly, it's just really beautiful to look back and to see that we've all moved forward so well and we've grown. And like you said, the fact family just keeps growing really big and we just keep going forward. On that note, can you give us a little sneak peek now looking into 2022? Yes, we plan on being back in person for our programs this year. Camp TAG is scheduled for Ohio, Tennessee, Colorado, and New York. All the information is on our website, foodallergyawareness.org slash programs. We plan on having a virtual Camp TAG for one week as well. In between a non-in-person Camp Tag Week, we want to be able to continue to include the families that enjoyed the virtual camp or they can't travel or they don't live near a location. So we will always continue to offer a one-week virtual camp every summer for those who can't join us in person. We do have COVID guidelines in place, which we announced in December before registration opened in December. So we are very transparent. The guidelines are also on our website, on the Camp Tag page and every uh, site location page as well. But everyone, camper, teen, parents who are bringing the, the kids in and out every day, anyone who is attending that week has to be fully vaccinated and boosted if applicable and show proof of vaccination along with their medical forms. Everyone has been really, really supportive. Everyone has been so thankful. They've sent emails, texts, phone calls. 
thanking us for putting extra precautions in place so we can be in person. It's been really positive. We have a lot of registrations already. Uh, We are taking probably about 50 spots at each location this year, being the first year back. I'm trying to kind of minimize the number just to stay safe because we are in bigger spaces and can be spaced out, but I'm leaving it at about 50 campers per site. And then teen counselors, of course, as well, ages 14 on up, can volunteer as teen counselors and receive community service hours for the week for their time, which they love because they use it on their high school resumes for National Honor Society, their college applications of how they're volunteering in the community and giving back. They love to be able to offer their services that way. That's the gist of our Camp Tag program for this summer. If For some reason, we have to move fully virtually again. We will. I'm hoping that doesn't happen. For now, we are planning to be in person in the four locations and then the one-week virtual camp. Our fall summits, our two-day food industry and research summit, two-day leadership summit, and the teen retreat weekend are scheduled for October 23rd through the 30th in Oak Brook, Illinois, right outside of Chicago, where we were in 2019. We're really excited to be back in person for those. Same guidelines in place. Everyone fully vaccinated, boosted if applicable. They will have to show proof of vaccination. We are not messing around with this at all. We want to make sure everyone's health and safety is first and foremost, because as you know, a lot of our families are dealing with multiple conditions and are compromised. We don't want to take any risks at all. Like I said, everyone's health and safety is our number one priority. Those are our in-person programs that we are planning for the year. We have two new members on our leadership team, which I'm super excited about. We announced it in our January e-newsletter after the new year. And we have our new vice president of diversity, equity, and inclusion, Elisa Word from Georgia, who has been in the food allergy space for years as a parent and advocate, and also is an expert in the DEI space with the work that she does. And we are just so thrilled and honored to have her on our team leading our DEI initiatives and working closely with us with the DEI advisory board as well that we formed two years ago in 2020 with key leaders from across the country in the food allergy community. So I'm really excited to welcome Elisa to our team, and we've all known her for years. And then Lisa Horn, I've known her for years as well, is our new director of marketing in Arizona. And she has also been a parent, an advocate, a former support group leader, and just a wonderful asset in the food allergy community. She's an expert in the marketing world as well. So really excited to have her as our director of marketing and really looking forward to the things that come this year with both of them on our team. So stay tuned because with our entire team, I mean, we have so much planned for this year with our resources and initiatives a lot with programming that it's going to be an exciting year. So I'm really excited about that. And then our podcasts, we're going to continue. They've been so popular. And Caroline, you're an amazing host. I couldn't ask for anyone better or more perfect than you. Really, you've just done an amazing job and you're just so welcoming and engaging and I can't thank you enough. And we've got some really great topics for this year planned too. There's going to be a lot more on accommodations in schools this year, along with college 
and adults with food allergies and accommodations in the workplace. So really stay tuned for that because we're going to have a lot more in that area with Amelia Smith, our VP of Civil Rights Advocacy. Definitely more on college resources with our resource center, more on treatment options as well and research in the food allergy and anaphylaxis world. Really looking forward to 2022 and all we have planned. That's kind of a highlight. I know there's a lot more to cover and more that we will be working on, but those are highlights that I definitely wanted to mention. Thank you for sharing. It really is going to be an exciting year. Coming back in person itself is just really exciting. Fingers crossed that we will get to do that in person, but if not, we know we can handle it. And speaking of that and being virtual, let's circle back for just a minute to virtual Camp Tag. That was just a raging success and it remains a success. Can you explain why you think it's so popular? Well, like I said, I mean, we definitely we're able to reach families that have never been involved with FACT before until we offered the virtual camp. Almost 400 plus families joined the virtual camp that, again, had never been involved with us. And it was such a fun way to connect with the campers and the teens too. And we would do Zoom sessions. So everything was on Zoom and every age group and every camper group was on for 90 minutes each day that they had camp. And we would do camp virtual games, camp virtual activities with them as well. So we would do like Mad Libs and Hangman, other virtual games with them. Simon says we did virtually. We did so many different games with them virtually. It was so much fun. And then we did an art and craft with them every session as well. So every camper and teen counselor would get a camp tag box from us prior to the camp starting that included everything that they would need for all of their camp sessions. So the education materials for each session, the craft for each session, their camp tag t-shirt with all of our sponsor logos on the back they would receive along with fact materials, education materials, fact swag, and all of that that they love to get. They would receive that prior to the camp beginning. And so they would all love getting their camp tag boxes and opening them up and posting them on social for us and sending us their pictures, which was a lot of fun to be able to share with the community as well to see how many people we've reached and what states they're coming from or where they're registered. They loved being virtual. I think the kids... And the teens are so used to technology compared to, you know, when we were growing up, which they would say is the stone ages for them. They're into the gaming and the video games and all of that, that it was such an easy transition for them to participate virtually as well. So really just interacting that way was really important. And a lot of them became friends. They would talk offline. They would play video games offline. They started group texts. The parents had group texts going on with the other parents from their camper groups to get to know the parents. It's a lot like when you are in person, we're all connecting, staying in touch after camp, texting, chatting, calling, emailing. Just like when we are in person, we all stay connected year round. I mean, they are really our lifelong friendships that we form at camps and our other events that we offer. 
I can see why that'd be so fun. I would love to get a box with all those kind of goodies in it too. <laughs> well, you can come help me pack them up if you'd like. I would love that actually. My <laughs> room is the assembly line. It's usually an assembly line for a few weeks until I get everything packed, taped up and shipped out after labeling everything. So yeah, it's a process, but I love doing it. It's a true labor of love. Now, do you have any special message you would like to share with our listeners and fact family? Just that I'm really looking forward to 2022 and moving forward. I know the last few years have been so hard on everyone, physically, emotionally, mentally. It's been very trying. It's been hard not to be with people and with family members and friends and I know we've had a hard time too. We've had to stay away from so many and it's hard. I won't lie. I mean, it's hard. I'm a very social person. I'm used to traveling. I'm used to being out, seeing our families and colleagues and and all of that, that it's been hard. I really can't wait to be able to be back in person with everyone again. It'll be three years this summer since 2019. That's the last time all of our camp families were together. And then fall of 2019 was when we were all together for the last time as well for the fall summits. So our industry colleagues and partners, support group leaders and our teen retreat families, it's like, I I can't believe it's going on three years. I know it's trying. I just hope that everyone is staying healthy and safe. I can't urge enough to get vaccinated. It's so important. It's a resource that is there for everyone. Everyone's health and safety is first and foremost. And I just can't stress enough how important it is to get vaccinated, get your families vaccinated, your children, your teens, and get boosted when applicable. It's key. We have to get through this. We have got to get through COVID. We have got to get back to some normalcy. I think we are always going to deal with COVID. It's going to always be here and it's not going to go away, but we have to get through what we can by being vaccinated so we can get back to that point of some normalcy and in person and being together again. I want to be with everyone. I want to hug everybody. I can't stress enough to please, please get vaccinated and your families children, teens, everybody, and then boosted when applicable. I can't say it enough. And we will continue. If we have to get another booster, we will do it. We will do whatever we have to do. We're a family that's compromised as well. And we can't take that risk of not being vaccinated. It's a matter of life and death for my family. We're going to always do whatever we can to make sure that we are healthy and safe at all times. Thank you for sharing your sentiments. And I have a feeling that when we are back together, we're going to have to change the times in the conference to give just a hugging session. So when we all see each other, we can just all (laughs) spend time because I think there's a hundred hugs out there waiting for you when we get back. For all of us. That's it. Exactly. We are going to get there. We're at the end of our time today. Before we wrap up, is there anything else you would like to share with listeners? Just that I'm looking forward again to a great year. And for those who are new to FACT or newly diagnosed, I always, always want families and individuals to know that they are not alone. The resources are there. The support is there. 
definitely visit foodallergyawareness.org for all of your education, advocacy, and awareness needs. And we are a phone call away, email away. We are very accessible to anyone needing our advice or support. Really want to stress you are not alone. We're here always. And I can't wait to see everyone this year. And I'm just really excited and looking forward to a positive, fresh 2022. Well, we'll be seeing you in 2022 for sure. And thank you again, Eleanor, for your time. I know you're just wicked busy, but this has been such a fun podcast looking back and looking forward. And I just feel full of hope. And I'm sure our listeners are feeling very hopeful as well. So thank you so much for your time. Well, thank you, Caroline. And thank you for all that you do as well for FACT and as our VP of Community Relations and all you do along with hosting the podcast. I can't thank you enough and honored to have you on our leadership team as well. And I can't believe, again, this is the 100th episode. That is crazy, but I'm so thankful and grateful for it. So thank you and we'll see everyone soon. Thanks, Caroline. Take care. We talked about a lot of resources today, including programs. So please make sure you go visit the show notes to find the links. And also, speaking of programs, go to tinyurl.com forward slash fact programs. And don't forget, fact is spelled F-A-A-C-T to find all the resources that we spoke about today. Before we say goodbye, I just want to take a moment to say thank you once again to the National Peanut Board for sponsoring today's highly informative show. Thank you for listening to FACT's Roundtable Podcast. Stay tuned for future episodes coming soon. Please subscribe, leave a review, and listen to our podcast on Pandora, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and Stitcher. Have a great day and always be kind to one another.